Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. I'm Richard Lane on Friday, April the 11th. All the presentations this morning have been extremely gloomy. Vast amounts of money have been spent, very little progress made. You're calling for a tripling of the money over and above what has already been spent. What justification can there be? How has the Millennium Development Goals strategy actually failed? A controversial question asked by a journalist at a press conference held in London to launch the countdown issue of The Lancet dated April the 12th to the 18th. So what is countdown? Next week, Cape Town, South Africa will host a major international meeting of politicians and policymakers to analyse progress being made on the Millennium Development Goals, or MDGs. For an insight in South Africa and its progress with MDGs, see this week's lead editorial. In health terms, there are two specific MDGs, four and five. MDG 4 concerns child survival, the target being to reduce under 5 child mortality by two-thirds by the year 2015. And MDG 5, closely related to MDG 4, targets a three-quarters reduction in maternal mortality by the year 2015. So, how is the world doing at this crucial midpoint in MDG progress? Here in this week's podcast, you can hear selected highlights from the press conference which launched the Lancet Countdown issue. To hear the whole press conference, visit the Lancet Global Health Network www.thelancetglobalhealthnetwork.com launched earlier this week on Monday, April the 7th, World Health Day. You will now hear from key players in the countdown movement, all of whom are authors of a variety of papers in this week's countdown special issue. First up, Flavia Bustrio from the World Health Organization. We focus on 68 countries that together account for 97% of maternal and child deaths in the world. We are not focused on the entire world, we are focusing on where the deaths are. So why is this effort needed, you may ask? Well, we really think it's very important to take stock of the progress and propose new action. We really think it's very important, with your help, we count on you to disseminate the best and most recent information on the country-level progress. And especially, as I said, on the country that count. Most importantly, This is an effort that, with your help, we are really trying to all partners, government especially, and donors, accountable where progress is happening and where progress is not happening. So this is an effort to monitor and strengthen accountability. What do we track? We track the progress in the coverage of interventions that are critical. We track inequities in that coverage within the population and across different countries. We track the progress on policies that countries put in place and the strengths of this health system that countries have to provide those interventions to mothers and children. And, as I said before, we want to strengthen accountability. We do track the money. We follow the dollar, the pounds, that donors invest into these areas and where they go. And these four areas are the subject of the research paper that you have in the issue, and my distinguished colleague will present to you more in detail the content. And here is Jennifer Bryce from the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. 68 countries account for 97% of maternal and child deaths. That's quite remarkable. And if we can make things change in those countries, we can achieve the Millennium Development Goals 4 for child survival and 5 for maternal health and survival. Where are we? 
the news is not good. Only 16 countries at present, among the 68, are on track to meet MDG 4 for child survival. Among those 16, only three have actually moved from not on track to on track. Good news is that China, with 17 million births and 400,000 deaths among children, is one of the three that's making progress. That is good news. We've got the biggest country moving in the right direction. We mustn't forget in this that undernutrition goes hand in hand with child mortality. There's only 36 countries that account for 90% of children who are stunted. 34 of those 36 countries are in fact part of the countdown effort. Countdown will continue, as Flavia said, harnessing the power of good, recent, country-specific information to the welfare of women and children in these 68 countries and beyond. Donor funding is obviously a crucial element in MDG strategy. How are donors and their donations performing? Over to Julia Greco at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. The question we have asked in the studies, whatever the donor aid has been increasing for maternal and newborn and child health. And the, and the answer is yes, it has increased from above 2 billion in 2003 to around 3.5 billion in 2006. But bear in mind, this represents just 3% of total aid gross disbursement to, for the OECD countries. The split between child health, yeah, child health represents two-thirds of total disbursement for maternal newborn and child health. Maternal newborn health is one-third, and they have increased on an average by 64% each. And while much still needs to be done to achieve MDGs 4 and 5, a shining example of how a government of a low-income country can turn it around. The case study in question? Tanzania. Here is Elizabeth Mason from the World Health Organization to explain more. And as I move on to the message from Tanzania, which is really accelerating their reduction in child mortality, it is because the government there has actually taken charge and change their policies and enacted these health system policies. <coughs> and we can see here clearly in this graph from Tanzania that they are accelerating their reduction in child mortality. The reduction from 1990 to 1999, you can see there was very little reduction in under five mortality. The mortality was reducing at 1.4% per annum, very small reduction. Since 2000, from 2000 to 2005, you see a, a rapid reduction, and the reduction has vastly increased to 10.8 percentage points per annum. So a fantastic decrease in under five mortality. And this data is from the demographic and health survey that have been done every four or five years in, in Tanzania since 1990. So. Why have they managed to do so well? The government has increased expenditure. They've increased health expenditure from 4.7 to $11.7 .7 per person. The total health expenditure, including out-of-pocket expenditure, has increased, but the majority of the increase has been through the government sector increasing health expenditure. They have instituted a sector-wide approach for their government expenditure, so all of the donors and uh, the government pool their resources and then they distribute it evenly to the district, resulting in an additional 
dollars per person to the district. And this has enabled them to have medium and long-term planning. And you heard in the previous paper about the variability in, in budget availability from, from donors. Through this approach, they've actually got a much more reliable source of, uh, of resources. And concluding the presentations at the press conference was Anne Stars from Family Care International. Another key message from the papers is that we are missing some critical opportunities here. We talked a little bit about undernutrition. That's an important underlying factor in high maternal and newborn and child mortality. A couple of the easy or relatively easy things that can be done are to focus on immediate and sustained breastfeeding for infants, which is a low cost, pretty much no technology intervention. And other essential interventions that are needed for both women and children include things like providing iron folate supplementation to address anemia in pregnant women, vitamin A supplementation, which, as Liz mentioned, can be scaled up relatively quickly and relatively easily. Another key missing opportunity is in the area of reproductive health. There's been little progress, but there's enormous potential for reducing both maternal and child mortality by investing in reproductive health interventions. First and foremost is family planning. We know from the studies that family planning alone can reduce the number of maternal deaths by about one-third, and that addressing unsafe abortion is another critical element of reducing maternal mortality. Of the five major clinical causes of maternal death, unsafe abortion is the one that in fact can be addressed most easily and at lowest cost. So I wanted to end with a quote from one of the UN partner agencies that has been very involved in the countdown. The countdown to 2015 report reveals an enormous lack of access to basic health care. This is unacceptable. We will not achieve the Millennium Development Goals unless the health and rights of women and children are made a priority. No woman should die giving life. Some highlights from the countdown press conference held in London on April the 10th. Full coverage of that on the Lancet Global Health Network and more news from the countdown meeting taking place in Cape Town, South Africa over the coming week. Well, that concludes this week's Lancet podcast. Many thanks for listening. See you next week.